Welcome to Layout, a weekly podcast about design, technology, and everything else. Our main topic for this week, reviewing portfolios. Our thanks to Envision for sponsoring this week's episode. Okay, so I have I have to come clean about something. I have not tried sleep cycle. I have not done my homework. Also, let's follow up. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because uh, Kevin, listener Kevin, uh, wrote in and asked, "Hey, you know what about the, the Kevin's homework that uh, that Rafa you know, asked him to was, do like two weeks ago?" I was hoping I wouldn't get called out on it and. <laughs> Nope, it didn't work. Um, no, our listeners are way more. You know, I know they're paying. They're paying a lot of attention. They close won't attention let you. to all yeah. the segments of the show. Um, yes. Yeah, so I haven't really tried it. Um, I why not? I almost did it once, <laughs> and then I quickly <laughs> backed out. Mean? Um, you always did it. You thought about it. Well, um, so the way that it works, um, if if you don't know, sleep cycle basically. You have to start it every night when you go to when you go to bed, which you know how I feel about that. I don't like that. Um, <laughs> but not only that, um, I tend to listen to podcasts before before falling asleep. Um, and when I do that, and then open up the app, the app sort of takes over the audio because I think it's it's trying to record whatever's happening. So then you have to kind of bounce back and forth back to the podcast app and be like no 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 like really i want to play audio um and i just honestly can't see myself doing this on a daily basis um so i might still try it for science but i i 99 confident that i will not be sticking with this app regardless because of these two big pain points for me did so. you notice that i dropped out on the call <laughs> I did, but I just kept going. <laughs> you did the right thing. It, it, it's late, so we gotta keep this show moving. Uh, so, just to, so, so you'll figure that out when uh, you edit the show. Man, this UI. Uh, so I'm in, we're in Hangouts, and my connection is getting choppy, and I, like you're you're cutting out. So I go to the bandwidth, and it says. Um, you know, trouble with the connection, turn off HD. And the turn off HD is a link. So I click on turn off at HD and, and it throws me out of the call. Huh. Hang, hang up. One thing I, I meant to ask you, how, what do you do to charge your phone? Like, do you put your phone upside down on the Qi charger? What do you mean upside down? I just well, so rest it on the thing. You just, but you leave it? Like, oh, does the screen shut off? Shut itself off? Yeah, yeah, the screen, yeah, the screen uh, okay. shuts off. Because I noticed that, like, if you put it against something, the screen's going to turn off immediately. And so I thought I had to do that. I was, like, trying to put my phone upside down on the cheat charger, but then that, that didn't work. Yeah. No, no, so. no. I mean, as soon as you 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 start, like, you, you set the timer. Or not time, the alarm. I don't know. It, you, I put it on top of the cheat charger, and uh, the screen turns off. <laughs> I, I'm going to be honest. I'm a bit, like, wary of leaving my phone effectively running yeah. all night. 
I don't know. Yeah, I don't man. figure out about it either. But, Especially uh, with the whole like Apple battery thing <laughs> that's going right now. Um, right. That might not be a wise move. I gotta say though, like I get some interesting like they call it trends. So like uh, you can set some questions. So when you're setting an alarm before you go to bed, it can ask you like, "Hey, did you worked out today? Did you had a stressful mm-hmm. day? Did you had coffee? Like something like that." Mm-hmm. And then you can have trends and see how that affects your sleep throughout time, right? So um, apparently if I drink tea, I sleep poorly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Apparently if it's uh, bad weather, I sleep way better than when it's sunny and and hot out. Um, Stuff like that. So I have like a lot of data here that I haven't gone through. But uh, yeah, it's... Oh, how the moon faces affect my sleep. Anyway. Some of these uh, things, though, it's like it's nice to know, but but also it's like, what can you do about this? <laughs> the moon's right. gonna keep like doing its thing. Well, not the like moon, not. but you know, if like drinking coffee really affects right. your sleep quality, yeah. then you could act on it. Anyway, okay, um, that's fair enough. Um, so I might I might try it just again sure. for science, <laughs> uh, just for Kevin. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure that I won't be using this app on a daily basis did we have anything else for follow-up nope i think that's it all right cool so before we uh, jump into our main topic uh, for today uh let me just quickly briefly tell you about our awesome sponsor for this week uh which is um what was it again envision for people who don't know what envision is uh i find that hard to believe but envision is the digital product design platform used to make the world's best customer experiences Envision provides design tools and education resources for teams to navigate every stage of the product design process from ideation to development. More than 3.5 million people, that's a lot of people, use Envision. We use it. Yeah, use it at Shopify? Yep. That's cool. Yep. That's awesome. It's honestly like with a, a big team like Shopify, it's a great way. Like one thing that I love is switching to the organization tab mm. in the dropdown and just browsing other people's projects. <laughs> It's a great way to get inspired and get a feel for what the rest of the company is. I love that screen that would have like the team overview and have all the uh, team members' faces in the world, especially for like us remote uh, people. It's awesome to see the whole team right. spread out in the globe. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. I digress. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> so. More than 3.5 million people use Envision to create a repeatable and streamlined design workflow, rapidly design and prototype products before writing code, and collaborate across their entire organization. The companies that make the products that you love the most, including Airbnb, Amazon, HBO, Netflix, Nike, Slack, Starbucks, Uber, and guess what? Shopify, it's not on the ad read, but... You know, we'll just add it in. Add it in. <laughs> add it in. So if, all these companies. Look, look, Envision, if, and, if you're listening to this, add Shopify in. We are using it. We love it. Add it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> I mean, everyone apparently is using Envision. Um, Envision basically helps companies design better products faster. So if all this sounds appealing to you, if you are not using Envision yet, if you, like me, I used it when I was like, Indy. Um, Can you even only call yourself a designer so if you're not using Envision? I don't think so. I don't. I honestly, I don't know. I don't know. So apparently, if you want to be an inv- uh, designer, you have to code and use Envision. <laughs> yes. But now, those are but, the two criteria. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> but uh, no, all, all kidding aside, this is an amazing tool that I always like. I really liked Envision as a, like, the tool and everything they offer. But like the value that it gave me increased like tenfold uh, after I was like when I was working with a with a team. You know, everything changes. So even if you tried Envision before, but um, if you're not using it in your team, uh, I strongly. Um, suggest you, you you give it a spin you know you can try some uh, trial you don't have to commit with anything just again go to envisionapp.com uh links in the show notes um to, to find a model and, and give it a try and uh our thanks to envision for sponsoring layout once again boom, boom. <laughs> so our main topic hi uh <laughs> so um as we said in the intro uh, as you said so eloquently, uh, our topic for this week is reviewing portfolios. I'm still not sure if that's the best way to phrase it, but it kind of is. So this is this is something that I've been um, that I've been struggling with a little bit, uh, or probably like doubting myself. So let me just paint you a word picture. Um, we at Netlify we are looking to hire um, marketing designer, if that if I can call it that. Um, like I'm really bad with titles, basically someone to <laughs> help us build our brand and most importantly our marketing website and um you know all of the marketing assets and everything that comes with it we're so small so you're probably gonna that person is going to do a lot of stuff different stuff um but basically not touch the product just touch the marketing if so marketing designer anyway um we've been looking for a while now um and by the way if anyone listening uh you know if that sounds like a cool gig and you want to work with me um hit me up (laughs) <laughs> but that means that for a while now i've been looking at a lot of portfolios i've been looking at a lot of um designers websites uh people that apply for this job and um you know when you have this public open positions you got a lot of stuff you got a lot of people right um and a lot of junior people mostly um <laughs> let me start by saying that i don't have a ton of experience in hiring um at all and by 10 i'm almost none i'm pretty new at this as well so so as i'm looking as i'm going through all these uh people's portfolios and and websites and um resumes and all that so we've been looking a while and i've been trying to understand how i'm doing this how i'm going about it and i found myself like just i i detected some patterns in the way i look at these people's work and uh, the way i judge them and again i'm as i'm saying this i'm feeling disgusted at myself I, i'm so sorry like <laughs> judging people and you're not I mean, good enough I, I'm, I'm feeling terrible so i apologize if okay so here here is one way you sidestep this whole thing is you always talk about is this a good fit for what we need <laughs> not about you're yes. not good enough like i we're not judging anyone we're just trying to assess if you're a good fit for the kind of role we're, we're looking to fill so if you phrase it that way that's, that's great that's fine. if i could go back and edit all this okay now that's that's a good that's that's like that's, someone to that's, edit the show the, the good. um but yeah <laughs> steven i don't think you have to feel awkward about this like it, i mean it's your job <laughs> like right. like any other jobs um and, but but I do think that like as much as possible, you should try to remove the person from the equation. Oh, absolutely! Because yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. most of the time, like at least for 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 us, it's it's never about 
like rejecting you <laughs> it's rejecting like the the amount of experience that you have the kind of skill set that you have and then we never know like you you can go off and and work for a year and then like have an amazing set of, of experience that you didn't have the year before and all of a sudden be like a really compelling candidate for this new position we have so like Absolutely. we never we try to never close any doors and be like this is a no but this is a no for now and we'll reevaluate how things are in a, in a few months and then see if uh, if that makes sense to start a conversations again also i also i, I want to say that i'm not leading this effort i'm not in lead i'm not you know i don't own this a hiring channel in process so i just offer my suggestion uh sometimes i i interview people uh you know applicants and um like sure i give my two cents as a designer you know but um I'm not leading this effort, thank God. Um, <laughs> so here's just some of the things that I like. I just want to ask if you can relate in how you deal with this because I know you've been you have more experience in hiring than I do. Um, but so here's so here's the position that I see that I we need to fill. I want someone who is way better than me at <laughs> everything uh, marketing wise. I'm not good, by the way, so it's not a very you know it's not so much to ask um like i want someone who has experience a bit in the field right mm -hmm. so for example a lot of people that send their portfolios like 90 of the work is just print design and in the space um that we are like we need someone with a bit of experience um in the field and in the area um so so okay here's here's the nitty-gritty so when when i look at someone's uh application and i see i never look at the resume by the way never yeah like, i don't, I don't see where that person like studied or yeah, what i also don't never agreed linkedin <laughs> never i just i just look stuff. like where is the link to your portfolio and usually is a personal website like a like a, like a their own personal website mm -hmm. that's fine sometimes it's a behance 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 yeah. behance <laughs> um behance link behance. and that are like oh no so you lost points for me oh there. what and then Seriously? yeah If that's yeah, I don't know. And by the way, I'm being totally, uh, like, totally biased. This is the way yeah, I feel. You're being biased. No, should, I am. I totally am. So that's that's the points. core of this. That's the core of this discussion. Is like, how can I remove myself from this thing? And by the way, if you're applying, oh man, I'm feeling bad. Um, <laughs> like, I'm not the person that's going to review you. Like, but like when when someone is um, like attention to detail, that's one thing that I it it drives me up the walls like when i see someone's website and they don't have like retina ready assets i do like mm. right and then like if i see typos i'm like mm. and you know if i get enough mm, then that person is out i can't remove like my bias like i don't well okay so those are uh, those are not biases really like um they kind of because i feel like i'm the only person you know paying attention to these small ish small you know debatable things no like i like having typos in like your website uh it it to me at, at the very least like it's i think it's a big deal and it shows a, like a lack of seriousness and a lack of Like very basic attention to detail like <laughs> you can have one or two um but if it's filled with them that's going to be a problem 
Um, it's also, mm-hmm. I think it also impacts your communication with other people. So like for me, it's a, it's like a very, uh, like it's not even subjective. It's, it's an objective kind of statement that I just like, we need people to be able to do extraordinary things. Uh, if you can't write properly, then like, how can we expect you to do these all of these other things? Um, like, there there could be the exception of like someone who's like incredibly like amazingly talented. Um, but I, honestly, it's it's it rarely happens to me. Like, usually. Right. Usually it's when you see a website full of typos, there are very often other things that come with that, that you see in the work <laughs> that, okay, this is maybe not a person that, that posts a lot of attention to. Okay, but details. I'm going to play devil's avocado here. So, <laughs> so, you know, these small things that I pay attention to, I, I would bet that you also pick them up like, like. Oh, the icon, the Twitter icon, the social icons mm-hmm. they're using. That Twitter icon is the old icon. Like that to me is like, uh, okay. Like I'm not gonna, you know, fault you. I guess, but like when you have enough of those, you start. Uh, and I do. I start like I have a bias against this person. Um, but the, here's the thing that 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 uh, scares me to death, and, and like I, this is the reason why I want to talk this through and kind of learn and be better and. I'm going to start by saying I'm not good at this. I'm terrible and I feel bad. But like when I dismiss someone because of these small things that to me are very important and if like it just tells me that that person doesn't pay attention to detail and that's a big part of like a designer's skill set, you know, uh, attention to detail and small things. Um like I can dismiss this person, but this person can be amazing at other skills that are really hard to show in a, in a website or a, like a Behance thing, right? I love how you like, say Behance. <laughs> I don't know how to say it. How do you say it? It's, it's, it's the Gruber pronunciation. Uh, <laughs> Behance. Behance? Yeah, like enhance. Of like be. enhance and be mm-hmm. enhanced? Mm-hmm. <gasps> yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Hey, I'm European, okay? This is the way, mm-hmm. you know, this is a fancy mm-hmm. way of pronouncing pixel yeah. Um <laughs> um, um Yeah, so okay, so where were, where were we? one thing I think you have to be conscious of uh, is the fact that um, very talented people, very, like, like, really good candidates, senior candidates, um tend to be people who are very busy um and Mm -hmm. sometimes even they're not even actively looking for a job um i'm gonna stop it right there because all this is like people that send applications i understand i totally understand that but in like Um, even in in some cases like even if say you are applying um mm -hmm. because you're giving it a shot like i in a lot of the portfolios that I've seen, um, like I, I wouldn't fault someone for having a slightly outdated portfolio because, hey, look at me! Like I have a, an outdated portfolio. Like I don't have everything that I I've done there, and I think it's 
I we would have missed out on a lot of really great candidates if it were for that. Um, like, like I I try to be very flexible in terms of um, getting to see the work more than caring about the portfolio in and of itself. Like, mm-hmm. sure, you have the old Twitter icon, like <laughs> it really doesn't matter to me like i really do not care it's like it would absolutely be better if you have the new twitter icon like 100 percent. but if say you have like a, a limited amount of hours to just be able to like find a way to collect all your work together i'd much rather just see your projects um the work that you've done than have you update your your footer to have like the right icon or whatever um Although I can't disagree with that, like, yes, to me, the, the work, it's what I'm looking for. You know, that's what I want to see. That's what I'm going to be judging you on. The wrapper around the work, the site itself, I I can't not pay attention to it. And I cannot let that, like, not influence me the way I feel about this. It's like, you, you know, the, the classic, like, you're presenting a screenshot of a site that you designed and you have a Mac, you know, you know, profile around it. But then it's like the the website is completely cropped and it's definitely not the right resolution. And there's not even like a browser, uh, you know, Chrome. And there's no menu bar. Like, no, that's not a real present. Like those small things, I cannot not pay attention to it. Double negative. Um, you know, it's it's really yeah. This is a cry for help, dude. Like. <laughs> I I know that I don't want to like I don't want to be this way, because um, I feel I shouldn't uh, because I am placing uh, importance in things that shouldn't have as yeah, much importance as I like. For me, it. you're you're getting too into the the details, and you. Right. Sh- I mean, you don't have to obviously. Like you can do whatever you want, but if I had to give you advice. I would look more for the bigger picture of is this someone who learns really quickly? Is this someone who's passionate? Is this someone who's showing that they want to do something that's interesting, that they want to like that in the work that you see, you can understand how they've solved the problem in a really interesting way. Um, And even sometimes at the cost of some of the execution, uh, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, because sure you're looking for someone senior, but it's there's I find that there's always no no matter how like senior the person is when they join, there's always like a bit of feedback that needs to happen. Like it's it's not like you're gonna have this person working off on their own and just automatically produce things without having being reviewed by you or anyone else in the company. Um. So I think that there are like small things that you can course correct very easily. Um, and if you do that, like one, one thing that I find important is not just looking at the current work, but looking at the potential that the person might have. Um, mm. I think that at, like at the end of the day, that's going to yield you better designers a year from now than strictly looking at, okay, we need to find someone that has 100% of everything that we need right now. Um, What it doesn't mean is 
lowering the I don't like the term lowering the bar, but like lowering your expectations. So mm-hmm. obviously like you sh- you shouldn't hire someone that you're not excited about their work and you're not excited about the experience and the stuff that they're bringing to the table. But um I honestly <laughs> with I'd say the vast majority of the people that I've hired and that like just I have seen being hired at Shopify um the work people produce once they get hired tend to be way better than the stuff that they even have in their portfolio like there's this weird shift but I think it's like the work in the portfolio is already it's already sort of outdated um and if you can like when they join your company if you can give them like the right amount of support and the right amount of kind of context around the problem and if if they have that potential and that desire to learn and get feedback um they'll, they'll, then they'll ramp up really quickly and the quality of the work that they produce uh is often going to be just better than what you've seen in their portfolio it is tricky though right like is it so you, i i just want to make sure i get this right like is this the first person that you're kind of more uh, involved in hiring i guess uh, like on a more hands-on no, basis it is. Um, yeah it is yeah so that Here's, that's uh, that's definitely a thing like when when i started yeah. too like it's making that decision is so difficult at first <laughs> it's it's like one you feel like you are responsible for this person working out with everything 100 percent um Mm -hmm. and i think the mistake that certainly i've i've done this when i started was trying to remove like all of the risk like basically oh like let's let's have the person like come in for more interviews and let's like review this even more and like let's be really picky about like this weird little thing that doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things or um Mm -hmm. let's have them do like a an exercise let's have them them do a test like this big complicated thing and ultimately i don't think that's that's a sane approach i think you should try to minimize that risk but you should you shouldn't try to remove it entirely so if you can have multiple people from your company uh interview the person and or review the work um and kind of just try to shift the the onus from just being on you to being kind of a distributed thing uh, across multiple people then that kind of spreads that stress and that pressure um between different people and then that way your your biases aren't as important <laughs> in a way like <laughs> you might be biased mm-hmm. one way but then another person's biased a different way and they can ca- counterbalance each other um, no, absolutely. And right, I mean, right now, I I think I saw uh, I said this. I am not in charge. I'm not right. Like I'm not leading this anyway. Yeah. I'm like on the outskirts, and um, I, I I took a look at all the applicants, and I, you know, I I let my team know what I think or not. Uh, you know, if I think it's a good fit or not. Um, and and that that's it. I've been feeling bad because I've I'm feeling like I've been too critical. In judging these people, these poor souls' work <laughs> and sites, and um, like heck, I don't think I would hire me. You know, like 
two years ago rafa right. like i don't looking at my website then like i don't know if i could hire that person like i i wonder like how would i react to that so that is a really good thing site. to think about it's like mm-hmm. it is but when I, when you're being extra picky like you would be the person who wouldn't hire you a couple years yeah. from now and you know why you know why this is the case i, I feel like be so there, there's always different types of positions like when you're hiring a second designer third designer like someone it's not it's, it's like you're hiring in the potential you know the the growth that a person can can have with your team right um that's a, right now it's a bit of a different position because like it's it's almost like leading starting out very strong um and the the i think the core of it is i want to hire someone who is way better than me and so that's my mindset someone who is way better than me and i'm not saying that's hard <laughs> that's very easy especially marketing i'm not good but like when i when i find these small details uh, it's telling me this person is not better than me at this small thing because that person didn't identify this small thing that I just did. And this is totally unreasonable, totally uh, bad and, and just like a very uh, well, not... So, okay. Um, like you made a really interesting point. Like you want to hire someone who's like quote unquote better than you. But I think a, like the a better way to kind of frame this and how we try to frame it is... Um, what skills are we missing on our team right now? What kind of experiences we would like to add and bring onto our team that are not things that we already have? So in your case, there's obviously the marketing kind of angle, uh, but there's probably other things that you can look at yourself and be like, okay, this is like, for example, I'm not good at motion design. Like, this is just not something that I'm, I'm good at. Uh, and so when we were looking at hiring designers, we were looking at, okay, like, we didn't have, like, a specific mindset, like, we need to hire someone with that expertise. But we kind of had our, our eyes open to see, okay, can we find someone that has had experience in that kind of area? That way it kind of fills in some of the, the, the blind spots that we already have. So... But like what you shouldn't do is view everyone through the lens that you're viewing yourself, if that makes sense. So basically, like, I think it's it's fine if the person's not amazing in all the same ways that you are, because the reason why you're hiring them is because they're bringing something different and something new and you can kind of help them get better at the stuff that you know that you're good at oh man i'm feeling terrible right now i mean you, I, no like uh, I, I don't think you should feel terrible like that's kind of no, the I, process that everyone I goes do, through right but, like but but i i think you got me wrong a little bit here i'm not judging people in just on my skill sets like i'm not judging someone's on their illustration style because mine is non-existent you know like i'm not i don't even touch on that realm so it's not like um we mentioned typos before typo is something well typo is not that person is not a copywriter you know um so is typos part of the skill set you're looking for like would you excuse typos because we're not looking for someone with strong copywriting skills or is that like you're just you're 
you know. So there, so there's two things with the the typos. Is one, uh, <laughs> you might not be a, a copywriter, but you're gonna write a whole lot. Like designers at Shopify write product content all the time, um, and you're gonna have to justify your decision like constantly, like writing. Um, like documents, writing briefs, writing all sorts of things. Mm -hmm. And so that skill of at the very least, like the bare minimum of being able to get understood <laughs> like properly um, is an important skill. And it is part of the job. Like it's, it's, a, I almost view it as a skill that's as important as like being able to use sketch, you know, <laughs> like, um, it's for me it's it's important to the job that you're applying for and then two which is what we mentioned before which is it is never just that <laughs> like i have never seen a person whose work it was incredible but then they were their text was full of typos like that it for me at least in everything that i've seen it's always a manifestation of a bigger problem. Um, and that uh, problem can be seen in the quality of the work, the way that they approach problems and stuff like that. So I, yeah, like basically it's, it's rarely just this one thing. Usually it's just the tip of the iceberg and then there's the bigger issues that, that lie within it. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, sure. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I'd say like hiring is really difficult. Um, mm -hmm. And the only way to get better at hiring is to do a lot of it. See a lot of portfolios, see a lot of candidates, talk to different people. Like I would like as best as you can try to keep an open mind. Um, and I would, well, I don't know how your, your process works, but um, we do interview a broader set of people than um, than maybe we need to <laughs> is maybe the way that I would phrase it. Like we do do a first pass at the portfolio, but that is going to be a very basic pass of like, okay, is this work like really not up to par? If it's not really not, not up to par, then we're not going to interview. Um, but if it's, if it's at least fine, we'll still interview the person um, because it's sometimes it's so hard to tell with a website, maybe it's outdated. Uh, maybe like they haven't had the time to really like flesh out a big case study about their, their problem. So you can't really dive into the problem as well as you could in an in-person interview. And sometimes we look at someone's portfolio and it's like kind of, eh. Uh, but then we talk to the person and we're like, holy crap, this person is amazing. They're so talented. Mm -hmm. It doesn't like their portfolio doesn't do them a justice. Uh, uh, but as soon as you talk to them, you know, they can do the job, you know, they're amazing and you know, they bring something new that you don't have. Um, so that may be something that I don't know if you're doing. That's already. very true. Um, yeah, no, that's very true. I mean, if, yeah, a lot of people that in, in the interview, it, it, like the word, the portfolio, the site doesn't matter to me anymore. Now I'm I'm way past that. I'm talking to a person, right? You know, yeah, and and I'm hearing like the, the thoughts and their ideas and how they right. think. And like, have you that's, have you done in person portfolio reviews before? 
you know, I'm remote, so in person. Oh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, um, but sure. Skype. <laughs> sure. Reviews, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I have. Uh, yeah, it changed. And, and granted, those examples are the reason as to why I identify that my that that my judging and that my my bias is wrong or it's not it's not helping me in any way right because i i am passing out on amazing people that i wouldn't you know wouldn't have the chance to even consider it um Hmm. otherwise one of one of the things you have to to be careful about though is like don't ignore your gut completely um Mm -hmm. And I know this is like kind of a a tricky thing to to talk about and say, um, but Dude, this whole show is very tricky. I'm very uncomfortable. <laughs> but um, like there are moments when, like maybe at first, like you're you're not exactly going to be able to explain it. At least that's kind of how it was with with me. Um, and you're like, there, there's just something that's not there, and I'm, I just am, can't get excited about this person's projects and the kind of like way that they uh, talk about their their projects and the way that they have approached the problem. And it's like technically, like it's not bad, but there's just something that's lacking. Um, and you sh- like obviously you should work to try to figure out what that is so that you can voice it but um mm-hmm. like if you don't feel excited about someone joining the team there's probably something wrong so that's kind of another variable that that comes into play here um because if you yeah like if you don't feel excited about the person joining that means you like you're not going to be happy having this person on the team. You don't feel like invested in them being successful. It's right. I, to me, I think oh, it's, yeah, it's an important part yeah, as well. And you shouldn't disregard that. Um, so try to be, not be biased, but also, <laughs> also kind of use your <laughs> instinct and, and like trust your own opinion. Like don't, don't ignore that voice uh, because you have that, experience and you've been working at the company and you know the kinds of problems that you're going to have to work with uh and you're probably going to work with this person you know so you want to you want to hire someone that you can get along with even though they don't have the same personality as you and they can be completely different from you uh Uh, this has been the the hardest episode ever (laughs) for me (laughs) which is Actually, it's it's very appropriate because uh, it's been very hard because I started out like admitting that I was in the wrong and that's what I'm trying to talk through and figure out. Um, and it's all about judging other people. And like part of why I'm uncomfortable is, you know, I'm nervous about how people will react to this and judge me and what I'm saying. And especially like I'm super scared of, uh, you know, having offended anyone with with anything i said you know it's, it's very appropriate this like full circle of life <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> this show wow so i don't i don't think anyone should get offended <laughs> about what you're talking about um i think it, this is just like a completely normal process to to go through um and and anyone who might get offended or might 
have something to say about about what we just talked about i think probably hasn't gone through this process before um because it is like kind of a a weird reversal <laughs> of how things how you're used to things working like uh, at least it was for me it was like what do i do like i'm not used to being on the other side of the table you know like i'm used to interviewing and that's fine but the only way you're gonna get better at at kind of reviewing people's portfolios and and all the tasks that come with with hiring is by doing it and asking those questions and um kind of trying out these different approaches and seeing what works best for you um so yeah i and i think honestly i I think this is good because not very many people talk about this topic of like, hey, I'm doing this new thing and I don't know if I'm doing this right or not. And and I'm just trying to figure this out. And let me tell you about kind of my experiences. Um, And I think it's great that you're doing that. So, yeah, overall, like, honestly, I don't think you're, you're that far off. I think you're it's like you're on the journey to to getting it right basically like you're 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 thinking about the right things um i think you have to maybe look at how much you value different things um Mm -hmm. and maybe re rethink that based on like what your priorities are for for the role but um overall i think like just the first step is just being self-aware enough to be able to ask those questions. Uh, and I think with just that, you're already way beyond like so many people that are doing hiring every day at companies. I'll do my best. Uh, <laughs> it's the, the team is also still small. Yeah. That's so also makes things like a lot smaller. Trickier. The team, you know, yeah. Yeah. A new person will play a bigger role in the whole team context. And if on a very, team um and like the team is amazing i'm really stuck with this so again another like pressure to find someone who is also amazing would be a good fit uh it's like the most diverse team i've been a part of like it's it's amazing so i, I like i'm treasuring this uh it's like a dichotomy because I, I want people to you know i want people to join and and i need people to join and i want to m- make this awesome team better and bigger uh at the same time i am scared to death of like ruining it in any way <laughs> um with that said hey we're hiring <laughs> yeah yeah that's also i guess i mean that's also i guess like an interesting uh angle of what is the impact of getting this wrong and hiring the wrong person in all reality not a lot like if it's a terrible fit you know things won't work out and I'll try again you know yeah i mean for sure um Mm -hmm. but 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 um (laughs) that like that's the thing that makes uh recruiting really difficult and challenging and stressful is that it's not an easily reversible decision in a sense Mm -hmm. um so it's like it has a very real impact on real people. Um, and mm-hmm. so the person you're hiring, the other team members, having to let go a team member has like a huge toll on the entire team. 
um it might slow you down um it's like it brings in a lot of stress and also like mm-hmm. i mean you're at a kind of a smaller scale so it's i'd say it's probably easier to catch these kind of hires that don't really work out faster um but sometimes at a larger scale um it's it can like change your culture a little bit or it can have like kind of effects that you don't necessarily expect and it can take mm. a while uh before you kind of like reestablish um how things were or yeah or like fix the situation once once the person uh is not at a company anymore um so that's why like hiring is is pretty important um yeah but it's always reversible and and also like and also you have to recognize that this is just this is always going to be a gamble and yeah and sometimes you get it right sometimes you get it wrong but it it's not like it's it's part of the game it's part of the game that like it doesn't always work out from experience you know usually if if something is not working out for the rest of the team for the company it's also not working out for that individual so it's like it's it's a it goes both ways right it's not working it's just that's yeah. it and, i mean <laughs> yeah i mean maybe, it sounds obvious I'll... when you say it but <laughs> um when you're the person who has to tell someone you're letting them go right. like that's a whole different story i find <laughs> yeah um, anyway um so this is getting long i yeah sorry we don't have like any big conclusion <laughs> well keep us updated on how that's going um and the, i will the yeah okay, i will and um yeah like if any listeners want to apply um rafa's gonna look <laughs> at your portfolio <laughs> um no well, but okay let, let's let's do this way if anyone listening to this would like to work with me and this team and you know and maybe apply or just know about know more about the position don't go through the thing like reach out to me on on twitter like i want to you know i'll personally talk to you talk to you about this um or i mean you could or if you prefer to avoid me completely because (laughs) you heard some things (laughs) oh my god anyway uh let's yeah So HomePod, are you getting one? So HomePod, ah oh man, I'm still, it's hard to move from that topic. <laughs> uh, so HomePod reviews are coming out. Um, I don't think I'm surprised about anything that I've heard or read on a review. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's, yep, yep, exactly like what we like it just yeah. confirm our yeah, assumptions Gruber had like at the top of his review <laughs> like I think this is my only product review that could basically fit in in a tweet HomePod mm-hmm. does exactly what Apple said it does and nothing more but then goes on to write like a million words after this <laughs> here's the one okay so I'll take that back here's the one thing that kind of surprised me um, it's way smaller than I than I for some reason I expected or imagined yeah 
It's really small. You see, uh, so that's Jonathan Morrison. I think that's the name, YouTuber. Had his review. It was my favorite review so far, by the way. Also, The Verges, The Verge one is very impressive video review. <laughs> Holy shit. Those guys are like, I don't know what their budget is, but it's... <laughs> It's something. Um, so anyway, there's the, like in the in Jonathan Morrison review. There's this one shot in where he he places the his iPhone 10 on top of the HomePod, and it's pretty much like the same size width, I guess. It, anyway, it like just made me realize how small it is, how tiny it is. Um, I don't know if it changed my opinion. Like I wanted more than I <laughs> did before. I'm closer to getting one but all that said and done i can't right now so maybe i'm gonna be in the u.s in march so less than a month and if they're in stock maybe we'll see i don't know what about you i i've been talking myself into it um i've been like kind of going through this on twitter um i so Next time I go to the United States, I am going to buy one. Uh, <laughs> well, okay. So here's why. Uh, I've been using uh, the, the Google Home for a while now. And I'm honestly very happy about it. Like, it's a, it's a great device. Um, but it, it fails in a number of ways for me because I'm in the Apple Apple ecosystem for so many things. I think if I had an Android phone, like, well, first, I wouldn't be able to use the, the HomePod, but um, Google Home would just be an even better product for me than, than the HomePod. Uh, but I'm not switching to Android. <laughs> uh, and so there's a couple things that are just never going to really work with, um, with Google Home. Uh, for instance, like to be able to connect it with, say, Overcast, um, I have to go through the settings and like connect to it on Bluetooth, which is super annoying. Like, I wish I could just tap the AirPlay icon and just AirPlay to it immediately. Do you even do that, or would you? I yeah, I do. I actually do. Uh, I've been really Dang. like because I listen to a lot of podcasts while I'm at home, if I'm cooking or if I'm doing different things. Um, and I used to just play it off of my phone speakers, um, and I just like started listening to it on the Google Home, and it sounds so much better. So yeah, I like now I'm doing that a lot. And one thing that I like is I can kind of leave my phone like on the table or something, uh, and not really worry about my phone um and like moving it around and stuff like that and if i'm cooking there's like stuff everywhere um so yeah i really like that um obviously the hardware looks awesome for a home pod uh it's just like that apple kind of new apple hardware design feel where i i was looking at people's analysis of the the uh, power cable and how nice mm -hmm. it is um and i love what they've done with the siri animation on the top and everything um mm -hmm. so yeah basically so some of the things that it does today is music um, i'm an apple music user i like i still use the google home thing to to play some music but then i don't have the subscription so it's always like a kind of random playlist so it would be nice to be able to play my music <laughs> uh on the home pod um 
the sound quality. That's actually one thing that I was surprised about is how everyone's been like raving about the sound quality on this thing. Uh, mm-hmm. And while it's not my number one criteria, like it's it's actually quite low in the list for me. There's something that's appealing to me about the craftsmanship of having something that has really great audio in a way that it seems like people who know their their shit say that it's good. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of curious for that. Um, also, I've been kind of really fascinated about smart assistants lately and voice interfaces. So I kind of feel like I just need to have it just to be able to compare it with, with the others. Um, mm-hmm. And then last, Apple's just getting hammered on Siri for, for this. Like every single review, one after the other, just like talking about the main pain points of Siri, uh, many of which I agree with. Uh, for example, not being able to set two timers. Like that's just got to get get fixed, right? Um, and I think because now it's like this this very public thing, like, this is associated with the success of this product. Apple is very clearly incentivized to make this better. And I have a hard time seeing them not do anything and not release uh, updates um, to this. So I'm, while it's not like the most useful thing today, I would buy this with the assumption that it's going to get better over time. And it's a risk, but I think it's a risk that I would be willing to take. It is not available in Canada yet, so I don't have an order. So I would have to figure out the logistics of whenever I'm going to be in the United States next. Um, but I, yeah, I think I would buy one. Yeah, I, I have nothing else to add from uh, <laughs> last week's show. Uh, like, I want one because I like shiny things. But like what I said, like, with my usage, I don't see, like, I wouldn't use it. Like, But anyway, um but but for you, I think you are like the best, you know, use case for this product. <laughs> did you did you see the the quote from the Verge that I retweeted? Yeah, <laughs> it fits you. So like, so the Verge you, has the, like one of these pull quotes. <laughs> it says the HomePod seems designed for a very demanding person who lives alone inside Apple's ecosystem. <laughs> And I don't think there is a better definition of me as a person. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, you live by yourself. So that's like another glaring flaw of this Siri, I guess. Yes. It yeah. doesn't work with multiple users. So that's fine for you, not really for me here in my household. And then, like, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but like, is your kitchen and your, like, your living room is like one single open yeah. space, right? Yeah. So, like, the even the layout of your apartment, it's better for this because, like, if I have it in my living room, then I want to listen to music in the kitchen that I can't, you know, because uh, okay, it's multi room. Right, right. Yeah. We'll so, like, I would have it maybe on space. the kitchen, but that seems silly. So, anyway, so even my the layout of my apartment is not great for mm. this. Um, so, yeah, I mean, dude, just, just do it. I mean, it's whatever. Fine. Right. Just but it, I, so, I don't have any trip to the, the US that are currently planned. Mm. so i just have to plan some sort of tra- trip to the united states to go and buy one you can do it like um, on a weekend right it's close yeah it's like well if i i can drive down to new york but that it's a six hour drive mm. so i don't know i need flight. to find whatever is the closest apple store to montreal in the united states and see how, how long of a drive it would be 
Um, okay, should we should we uh, jump on to recommendations? Let's do it. Let's do it. Do it. Um, you start. Okay. So my recommendation. I don't know if you've heard of this. Have you heard of Patty the Sketch Plugin? Nope. Okay. Amazing. Because uh, I'm not a really big uh, Sketch Plugin person, so I'm not. I don't follow the news very very often. Um, so I recently stumbled onto uh, this. Uh, this plugin for sketch uh, and it's honestly it's very simple it, and we've seen this many times this is a plugin for uh, buttons so that it basically it generates your padding for you Ooh, it's like nothing it. that we haven't seen before except for one major difference um, uh, do you know the names of the other plugins that do this uh, no I used okay to. whatever like insert your whatever this. like <laughs> plugin name that you use for this currently i wasn't using anything because i've kind of found it cumbersome to kind of have to do the shortcuts and the weird incantations mm-hmm. to make it work um what's different about this plugin is that it just works <laughs> it's magic so uh you create your button and your text and then you select both you uh do the the select the plugin in the menu bar and then it'll automatically like change the the name of the layer for you with the right padding. But then when uh, when you update the text, it automatically updates the button shape. You don't have to run any keyboard shortcut. You don't have to do anything. It just does it. It's magic. If if cool. you change the the name of the the layers that has like the values for the padding, hit return or not even hit return, but basically like go outside of the 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 editing mode. It'll nice. just automatically update the button and fix it. If you have a uh, a symbol that has a, that is a button that uses this, you just enter the text in your symbol like you normally would, and your button just updates. It's pretty incredible. That's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, you can download it for free. Um, we'll have a link in the show notes. It's on a, like I tend to avoid using plugins whenever I mm-hmm. don't have to. But this, for me, it's like an immediate win. It's so good, and it's really worth it. I'm really into it. I'm going to look into this. I just have one question. I don't know if you know how to, if you you can answer Uh, this. Um, Can you set minimum widths? Yeah, so you can set specific maximum and minimum sizes alongside padding values. Separated at semicolons. Okay. So, yes. Um, I'm all over this now. I love <laughs> yeah, this. This is Thanks. really great. I've, and it's free. I've been refactoring a lot of my uh, symbols in the uh, overall like UI library file uh, in Atlify. Uh, and I've been coming up with some like simpler ways of going through this. And like this little symbol is is going to help me a lot. I still have that, that weird thing that I, I probably said here in the show. Like the resizing of the symbols, like the responsiveness in Sketch, that 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 example, like label and icon and center that. Yeah, like, well, it's still impossible to me, right? <laughs> yeah, I think I found I a weird thing the, the other day where I think if the symbols after the text, then it works, but if it's before, it doesn't. What? Oh, yeah, there was something weird like that. So. <sighs> I don't know. If any of the listeners know how to do this in Sketch, please, please let me know. <laughs> I've been dying to find a way to do this. 
Um, so by the way, it's like, if you have a label, imagine a button, and the button has an icon in the label. Think, sign up with GitHub, and it's like the GitHub icon, and sign up with GitHub. Um, and that text is like, you can change it as a symbol, right? But the icon and text group would always be centered in the button. I mean, it's pretty simple in, you know, it's margin auto. Is, <laughs> like in web, that's when it freaks me out. Like, it would be so much simpler if I could just write code. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, so if anyone knows, knows a way to do that in Sketch, please, please, please reach out to me. Um, uh, yeah. So anyway, my recommendation is um, the Logitech Circle 2. Uh, this is um, a home security camera, I guess. Um, like ever since I got into home automation and smart dingus, um, I was thinking of getting a camera. Uh, like a nest cam basically um because I, i'm we're going to be traveling uh soon uh we're, we're going to leave our cat home we're going to like get a cat sitter or something <laughs> to get her and like check on her but uh, she's going to be alone for a while so i would like to have a way to check up on her right on my cat mm-hmm. um so this is like the great the best time to to get this uh also we get we got a like a automated cat feeder <laughs> nice with alexa support anyway. oh what <laughs> yeah it's not here yet so you can say like alexa or in, i guess google like google uh, feed the cat and it will dispense anyway oh my god that is amazing we really talked about that <laughs> it's not here yet so it can't really <laughs> anyway Future so um, i got this camera <laughs> most likely uh I got this camera for um two reasons so uh, be- back in the day when i was looking into cameras um when I was looking into one to, to buy, there was only one that, that had home kit support and was just like crap. I don't remember the brand. It was like, it didn't had good reviews. I, I think it's pretty bad. Um, and Logitech circle, this camera was already like well reviewed and it's a good camera. And I think it's still wire cutters um, pick for best home camera. Um, but they, they, they've updated like a like a small silent update uh, lately with with HomeKit support, so it's it's I think one of two or three cameras that that support it. So, um, I mean, I w- I would go for a Nest Cam just because I like the um, industrial design and all. But you know, if this has HomeKit, let's do it. So I bought it, um, got here, and I installed it, and um, it's it's kind of amazing to have in the Home app like in your room like a little feed live feed of your <laughs> apartment it's kind of <laughs> cool and you can say like hey you know uh uh show me like show me my apartment or show me my living room and it will like shoot you a live video of your living room it also supports um like a walkie-talkie almost feature so you can like talk to the camera and and, and it also has a microphone of course um so you can hear what's up. And also on in HomeKit, not only uh, does it work as a camera, but it also works as a motion sensor. So you can start setting scenes in home automation based on that. So for example, if no one's home and, um, and you detect movement, you know, send me a notification and turn all lights red, <laughs> like <laughs> an alert or something. Um, so you can do stuff like that, you know, and it's uh, it's kind of interesting. Um, it's pretty cool. So so far, I mean, it works pretty well. 
Um, That's cool. Something that Nest doesn't support. Like it offers for free. It offers twenty four hour um, like playback, so you can go back uh, up to twenty four hours for free, and then you have like a subscription service that you can buy for like I think it's like a week or a month. Hmm. Are you gonna uh, do this of, subscription uh, or? I, I, not yet. I I I don't think so. Mm. I don't think so. Um, we'll see. Um, also, it's cool that it also has this feature in where you can hit the button and it will show you a time lapse, like a you know a one minute long time lapse of all of your day, so you can see like highlights what happened. Um, and I gotta say, the weirdest part about this is when like. I can go to the app and look at myself like in the living room watching TV <laughs> or like talking to my girlfriend. That's super weird because you can go back as it's recording, right? That is a super mm. weird feeling uh, <laughs> that I hope it will get away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm being watched by future me, if that makes sense. <laughs> it's kind of weird. So anyway, uh, I don't know. This is not news to anyone, uh, but uh, it was my first home camera and um, home kit support is good. So works great so i recommend that nice so i think that is the end of this show would you agree yeah so if you also agree that this is the end of the show uh let us know at spectrum.chat slash specfm slash leia <laughs> um where you can you can reach out you can talk to us um you can share your experience as well i mean i don't know if you if you have experience in hiring and all this, like basically our main topic, if anything you would you would like to add, um, I would love that. So again, spectrum.chat is the best way to do that. Or you can also use Twitter. Good old Twitter. We are at layoutfm over there. I'm personally Rafa Hari and Kevin is at vernalkick. And um, we want to give special shout outs this week. Don't we, Kevin? Yes, we have a lot of them. All right, Ooh. so... <laughs> Was was that was that your way of of making me do the shoutouts? Um, Maybe. All right. <laughs> cool. <laughs> all right. Um, so we've had a ton of people who have reached out to us uh, and bought some stickers. So um, here's all the shoutouts. Um, huge thanks to all of you for buying stickers. Honestly, it's been incredible seeing uh, the different countries and also. Uh, maybe not as fun, but I've been taking a lot of trips to the post office recently. Um, <laughs> but it's super fun. All right, so huge thanks to Joseph Serla, Greg Wolf, Adam Rashid, Daniel Royven, Gregoris Kulesa, Albert Camacho, Elisa Carnes, Parker Anderson, Matei Feldek, Lucas Morales, and Ig Belaid. So thank you so much again. Uh, and... Uh, so if you want to find the show notes or get some stickers, you can do all of that at layout.fm. This episode was sponsored by Envision, so huge thanks to them. Uh, and last but not least, this show is part of the Spec FM network. So if you're looking for more shows to listen to, um, you can just go to spec.fm, look at the list. There's plenty of shows that you might uh, find interesting. They're all centered around uh, design, technology, development. Um, so I'm sure you're going to find something there. And uh, huge thanks for listening all the way to the end of this episode. And uh, we'll see you next week. We will. All right. And bye. Bye, Rafa. See you mean. Yeah. Bye.
But if you want, I can I can talk to you about terrible shower um, handle design. <laughs> yes, you can. Uh, sure. Talk, t- <laughs> tell me about terrible shower design. Okay, so I've been in Ottawa for the last uh, last three days for the Shopify Summit, which uh, if you don't really know or follow Shopify, basically every year um, we the entire company gathers together uh all in the same place all in the same room and it's basically a big two-day conference uh for all shopify employees uh and we talk about future direction of the company we have talks about um kind of the goals for each of the different teams uh and it's just like overall like a really cool and fun event uh for shopifiers um so and it happens in Ottawa. I'm in Montreal, um, so I had to travel to Ottawa. Stayed in a hotel, um, and <laughs> I kind of realized that every time I go to a hotel, the the you know like the way you control the shower, those are always terrible, like absolute terrible. Um, so for example, like in this case, this one was. Um, like to it was a single dial to control basically turning on the uh the water and the heat uh but basically what happened is you would turn it it would be like freezing 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 cold freezing cold 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 burning hot <laughs> i was like classic no like <laughs> no um no way to like regulate the temperature very much it was like you really had to like nail it just right and nothing to align with i'll put a picture in the show notes of of what it actually looked like it was just a purely evil design like it was just horrible um and yeah i feel like on on average hotels have just a terrible rate for <laughs> for their showers like they're always terribly designed um, and I wonder why that might be. I don't know. Do you think they want to be fancy? Um, or do you, would you agree that the, like the, the, the search for the perfect, I don't know what do you call it, the, the shower handle temperature, whatever, um, is like, do you think the search is still on? Like we haven't found, uh, the perfect shower handle design because uh, like, I would say the classic, like the, the 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 most boring one you could have is like two handles, one for hot water, one for cold. Oh God, no, those are terrible. You have to. Well, I'm not saying that this is the best. I'm just saying this is like the default. This is, like honestly, the, the like honestly, this is I I. It's been so long since I've used one of these. Me too. That it seriously But, feels barbaric <laughs> to to use them. <laughs> like it it makes me think. So. Uh, it was a long time ago now, like probably 10 years ago. Um, we went to like this like super remote place. It was like, I think some sort of cottage or, or something. Uh, and it had the the faucet, but it basically had, basically each uh, handle had its own like place where the water would go down. So you, you'd have to like Damn, that... mix the water in your hands. No. <laughs> And I remember being mind blown about this, but also that's kind of how it feels like to use the two handles now. Like, why? Why is this like two types of control? I just, I just can't deal yeah. with that anymore. Um, yeah, I, w- 
I would say like the 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 biggest fault of that is that you never want well not never but you almost <laughs> never want either super cold or super hot. You want a mix. So right. that means that it's not very um you know, a very effective design because you always have to use two handles that like Yeah, and one thing, one thing that I find with those is I always end up uh like turning it up way too much because I'm like basically like turning one and then turning the other, but then it's it's effectively like double the amount of water that goes out. Right. Um so you end up like having to like go back and like try to adjust so that <laughs> It's it's the right amount of water that goes down, yeah. Yeah, because it, yeah. it 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 makes you do math. Because <laughs> if you want the the water a bit warmer, you can do three things. You can either increase the hot water, um, or, or yeah, you or, can decrease the <laughs> the cold water, or you can do a mix of both. It's like do math. It's really hard. Yeah. Uh, but granted, my apartment is super old, and and the faucet in the kitchen has this two mm. handles thing it's not great but uh, let me just tell you like for the shower i would say i really didn't even think about that anymore because i feel like for the past i don't know four places i lived in like every single shower thing has the same uh handle which is the that like joystick light basically up and down is is the pressure of the water and then yeah. left and right is the temperature yeah i would say that's a pretty that's a winner for I'd me. Say, that's, yeah you know i think that's a wrong. good standard although um so that's what i have at home <laughs> too uh downsides uh of this one is i find like i can never like because basically like i take my shower every day right uh and so i have it like roughly set up at the right angle but i find <laughs> that sometimes i just like nudge it a little bit and that drives me nuts that i'm like just like Kind oh, of interesting. Tweaking the temperature every time that I use it, and then it's never perfect. Um, oh, that's interesting. No, I can't. When be. I when I put it down, I have to put it right in the middle. Like oh right no center. no no! I don't. I I keep it because at the right aesthetics. Um, um, no, I can't. I will have to regulate. Well, with and something you use that much, I think you gotta gotta have the preset. But it's it's not just me that that uses the shower. Like like oh, my girlfriend okay. likes right. the water way hotter than I do. So like, there's no. Like leave it here and never touch it again. Right. So um, one one that I kind of like it has it has one big flaw, uh, but at my uh, parents' house, um, it's like a, a shower and a bath, like all in, all in one. Um, so that's kind of the downside of it is that there's you can turn the handle two sides. If you turn it one way, it's shower. If you turn it the other way, it's bath. Um, oh no yeah so that's bad okay that's bad i'll i'll like agree with you on that i have a story but it has one thing that's great about it is that um it uh the the model of this is that you have a preset for the water temperature so it's like a single like little small sort of handle dial thing where you set the temperature once and it's always going to be that temperature and then you move left if you want shower. You move right if you want bath. And it's always oh, the same okay. temperature. And that's genius because, like, who needs different temperatures for showers? Who needs temperatures? What do you mean? Like, I mean, you don't, you don't really need to change the temperature that the water is going to be very often for shower. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. What? I, I, I'm constantly tweaking it because when I get in, I, like, I, I'm cold my my well, once you've got it my body temperature is not so like when i when i get in like i like it a bit 
uh, colder and then as i get used to that temperature i mm. increase the the temperature a little bit to reach that thing yeah well but okay let's let's you 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 <laughs> you touched on a point which is the yeah if 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 you're if you're on like a bath tub whatever is like not a just a shower uh-huh. <laughs> you have the little uh, dingus to switch between you know use the faucet to fill in the tub or use the 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 shower head whatever it's called right right uh it's funny because this is where my english vocabulary like <laughs> yeah i also have uh, these things sometimes full. where it's just like i don't talk about this very often so my yeah. vocabulary is one very limited and two sometimes it just like happens on things that i've just never ever <laughs> said yeah and i don't i don't listen to podcasts that talk about that like right. it's a, it's a yeah. gray area in my yeah. vocabulary either way um but you know you know what i mean right and so you 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 would have a, like a switch, something to change where you want water to come from, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it is fine. All is fine and well. It's kind of obvious. Usually it's at the, the top of the faucet, like a little switch or something you pull up and down. Uh, sure. But there's this one time I was at Sam's place. Uh, Sam's okay. Sofas, friend of the show. Uh, <laughs> I was at Sam's Sofas. I stayed at this, uh, Sam's and Alan's place. And it was great. Uh, thanks just so much for having dropping. me. again. Yeah, just, uh, you know. So I was there. And I was, uh, I, I was, I went to take a bath, uh, take a shower, uh, use their, their, their shower. And you turn the, the water um on and you get like the down position you know to fill the tub mm-hmm. and i'm looking like i'm searching for the little <laughs> switch to switch it to the to the to the shower uh-huh. head and i couldn't for the life of me i couldn't find it <laughs> and i'm like these fancy san francisco people like they all they're techies uh, tech fancy uh, shower thing is like and i imagine like it's kind i mean like it's kind of an awkward moment to be like yeah. hey like how did how does this work yeah well yeah and it was like super early in the morning so i, I didn't want to like I, they were not up i don't yeah. i didn't want to also like i'm naked you know and also it's cold it was in, in the winter and i'm like super awkward i couldn't for like I, I I only thought like, hey, I am smart enough. Like I can figure this out, right? <laughs> this is this is not high tech. This is a shower dingus. Find the thing, uh-huh. and um, I couldn't for Sh- the shower dingus. Title. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't find the shower dingus. So um, like I spent I spent more than I want to admit. You know time in that naked in that bathtub with no water <laughs> and i couldn't so i had to you know do the walk of shame and uh, get my stuff back and just i didn't have a shower that oh, day no. uh i didn't want to work <laughs> so you just bust later the problem yes um <laughs> like a real adult uh and yeah <laughs> i mean later in the day i asked like hey i know this is awkward i'm sorry this is kind of embarrassing but <laughs> How do you <laughs> turn the thing? And they must have been super awkward because they heard me in the in the bathroom with the r- water running. <laughs> like, wait, so you didn't actually take a shower? No, nope. So, so do you want to do you want to take a guess like where it would be? So it's not an obvious switch or anything. Like, I no, know, I don't like. I don't think right. it's even possible for me to take a guess at this point. So, so uh, do you happen to have a picture of this? 
No, no. Can, can we ask? Can we ask Sam to have a picture of this for the show notes? Ooh, yeah, yeah. We definitely can. Actually, and, I'm gonna. And maybe you know what? In in return, maybe maybe we launch a Kickstarter to get him a better shower head. <laughs> okay, so I am going to ask Sam for a picture of this faucet. So you can just check it in the show notes okay. or your podcast. But, but you're whatever. gonna you can have see to paint a word picture for us. Uh, you know, just imagine the faucet. Like a, with with a handle to do the temperature and stuff, uh-huh. but no apparent like switch or anything like to like no toggle or whatever to switch the where the water is coming from. So okay, so where was it? The right answer is in the faucet itself, like in the opening of the faucet where the actual where water comes out, mm-hmm. like the little circle, like the diameter of that. You know, if that makes sense, you have to pull that down. Or up or whatever. Oh, what? Like, so, <sighs> this is really hard to, for a podcast medium. I'm going to put this at the end of the show, by the way. Yeah. This is like, this is really hard. So, it's like like the hole where water is coming out. Right. That, like that, it has like almost like a, like a, like a, I don't know, like, like a screw around it. They would have to pull down. So, you have to pull down the, the, the opening of the faucet, if that makes sense. This is kind of tricky to just explain with words. So this is like pushing a button? <laughs> Not a button, no. Uh, so, okay. Imagine this. This is a great podcasting material, right? <laughs> so water is coming down from here. Okay. So we'd have to pull this little cap oh, down. Oh, okay. Right? Um, so that was the right answer. Um, that's like uh, a, yeah. that's, that's like the physical equivalent of a ninja link. <laughs> Yes. You don't know you can interact with it until you do it. 